Hello, and welcome to Reset and Rewind, the video game movie podcast, where we chronologically discuss every video game movie ever. I am Doug, and I'm a little disappointed in the lack of chocobos in this film. I'm here with Kevin. Hey. And Paul. Final Fantasy theme. Not in this at all, except for one very small clip, which was upsetting. There was... Very little Final Fantasy in this Final Fantasy yeah. film. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk more about that um, when we get to talking about that, because I was disappointed with how much how little Final Fantasy there was. There were a lot of spirits within, though. <laughs> there were a lot of spirits within, though I think this movie could have been called The Phantom Menace <laughs> as well, just because... There were so many. There was a lot of fan. This movie was very reminiscent of Phantom Menace in many ways. I'll ex- I'll explain mm-hmm. them later, but a lot of things reminded me of that movie. That's yeah. That's good because we just talked about Tomb Raider, which had General Grievous <laughs> in it. So now we're talking about this, which has Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh my god! And I, you know, if they ever decide to recast fucking Emperor Palpatine, just ask James Woods because goddamn. This guy is just terrible as a human being, but also just a fantastically evil villain. He's great. He um, is. Yeah. <laughs> He's great. I, you know, I like his voice as a villain. It's just a very good voice. I've never actually seen him play an unanimated character yeah. like Hades. a villain. I don't uh, like Hades is fantastic, a fantastic villain too, and he does a really good job with that. But like, I haven't seen him playing in his own body on screen as a villain. Um, I don't know how good he would be in, in that, but he's definitely a great voice actor mm-hmm. villain. He was in Casino. Um, he's such an asshole in Casino. He, oh, yeah, he's in that's Casino. the one. I need to watch That's the that one where movie. I remember him in, yeah. He was also in Any Given Sunday. He was in that, too. He was in Contact. Those are some of the movies that I remember James Woods being in. Also, the high school in Family Guy is named after him. So, yeah. He's also in Family Guy. Yes. Well, he was. I don't think he is anymore. Well, he was He was there uh, when he was, like, eating candy or something. Ooh, piece of candy. He does yeah. that. James. Ooh, piece of candy joke, I think. <laughs> piece of candy. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a really interesting career. It went, like, really high, and then he just, like, collapsed suddenly and vanished. Because he's fucking a nuts. Real asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's just a fucking crazy person. Yeah, he puts um, a lot. He tweets a lot, kind of like. Uh, I think he has the same views as uh, John Voight. Yep. Yeah. Or um, what's his name from uh, Double Dragon? I can't think of his name. Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. a running theme here. All these, all these old white men just <laughs> really jumping on board the train. Anyway. <laughs> That's sad. But let's let's talk about the video games real quick, like we usually do. By the way, the movie Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within from two thousand one. Just uh, I don't think we said the title, yep. but there it is. <laughs> no, we didn't. We did not mention it. <laughs> you, they would have figured it out. I hope they James would figure Woods. it out. Come I'm on. telling you. So Final Fantasy <laughs> is probably the gold standard for RPGs, at least up until I think. I, I, arguably up until 12 or 13 and final fantasy originally came out in 1987 before spirits within there were seven games released technically 
before Spears Within started production, there were seven games released. One, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, obviously. Well, no, there's, you can't forget myth, Mythic Quest, I think is what I guess or if, Mystic you wanna, if you want to talk about all of them, there's like Final <laughs> Fit. Okay, no, well then, we don't have there's to. really seven numerologic, <laughs> seven numbered Final Fantasies that came before this. The last one was in 1997 called Final Fantasy VII, which is, you know, like it or love it. It's, yeah, like it's it or love name. it, it's the probably one of the top <laughs> ten most important video games in video game history. Did you say like it or love it? So those are the only <laughs> I mean, it feels like that. <laughs> like it, love it, you can't hate it. <laughs> yeah, it feels like there's only two real ways in which people go on that game. It's either you're, like, really in love with it or you just, eh, it's okay. I, I haven't really met too many people who are like, that game sucks. I think it's a good game. I just never finished it. Yeah, I, I've beaten that game twice. Um, I didn't either. And it's okay. I mean, yeah. I think we're all, the three of us here are all on, it's an okay game. It made Square Enix, okay. Square at the time, just a shit ton of money. Just a massive fucking amount of money and it made them a ton of money because of the cgi cutscenes and the way in which those cutscenes like seamlessly entered into the game itself felt more like a actual like movie that you were playing so development began in 1994 and it came out in 1997 oh so final fantasy 8 when did that come out? Final Fantasy VIII came out in 1999. Oh, so it did yes. come out before this movie. So Final Fantasy VIII was the last one no, to come out. No, Final Fantasy right? IX was the last one to come out before this. But oh, Square started okay. production in Final Fantasy The Spirits Within right around 1997 after Final Fantasy VII. They had a ton of money and thought they could do a bunch of stuff with the technology that they had for Final Fantasy VII. So they bought a studio in Hawaii and spent upwards of like $177 million. had like 200 Pentium computers in like the late 90s, which probably cost them a million dollars a piece, and started production on Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. It took them about four years to make it, and during that time they released Final Fantasy VIII in 1999 and Final Fantasy IX in 2000, and they were already late into production in Final Fantasy X. And so right on the heels of Final Fantasy IX, they released this movie, Spirits Within, and here we are talking about it. And it is a movie to talk about. (laughs) The movie is directed by the series creator, Hironobu Sakaguchi, and I think it's the last movie that Hironobu Sakaguchi directed. Um, and we'll talk about why. I, I don't know how much we actually want to talk about the games, just because the games actually, to me, have absolutely nothing to do with this movie. There's a guy named Sid. I mean, I don't know if you guys agree. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Two or three notable <laughs> Sids in um, CGI animated movies. There's Sid from Toy Story, and there's Sid the Sloth from uh, Ice Age. I was just going to say yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, like, it could have been Final Fantasy Toy Story. <laughs> we already have Final Fantasy Toy Story. It's called Kingdom Hearts. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, true. Someone probably thought that. They're like, there's a sin in this. You know what? We better, <laughs> we better make a freaking Final Fantasy Disney combined thing. Because I mean, it makes yeah. a lot of I sense. I don't understand. I th- 
I've seen this movie a, a bunch. Um, I don't understand a multitude of it. Mostly the plot. I still don't understand what's going on there. But I also have no... I, I don't have any understanding of why there's none of the Final Fantasy staples in there. There's not a Mog. There's not a, a Chocobo. There's not any of the themes or even like the wonderful fucking intro. Like, what the hell? I think that the thing that is most like Final Fantasy is this concept of the planet being like having this living yeah. force within it, which to me feels a lot like Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Like, because that's what they were doing in Final Fantasy VII. Shinra Corporation was sucked, sucking yeah. the life out of the planet, um, which is almost saying like the planet has this spirit within Um, i see what you did there uh, this (laughs) that's what this uh movie is uh is about is is about these spirits that are around and 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 they're all part of gaia every spirit is belongs to gaia right except these these spirits that came from outer space which like embedded themselves on the planet and have a harmonic dis convergence with Gaia that they need to correct. It doesn't make any sense to me, but I agree with you. Yeah. The theme seems to be reminiscent. That's even similar theme to like Final Fantasy nine, Final Fantasy four, um, Final Fantasy 10 has the same theme with Jekt and sin. Although not on like a global scale, but yeah. yeah. It's, is there a meteor in uh, Final Fantasy seven as well? Because I know the the logo of Final Fantasy VII is like this. That's meteor. how Genova came to the planet was via, yeah, via oh, like a okay. giant meteor like that. Um, so I guess that's similar in this movie as well. That's how these like aliens came to the planet yeah. is by a meteor. I guess those are the extremely loose ties to the series. But yeah, there's no Chocobos. There's no Moogles. There's nothing. Nothing like no staple piece of Final Fantasy, with the exception of a guy named Sid. <laughs> and the airships, but I mean, I think it's a stretch right there. Yeah, did they have? Yeah, did they have airships? I thought they were more like. Uh, I mean, just trying to find ships, airships, same sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, the the meteor, the meteor is the cause of all the phantoms. It's their their nest. I think that's what they say. And don't they mention at one point that they have to de- mm-hmm. if they destroy the meteor, then they destroy all the phantoms, the invading phantoms? I thought they mentioned that at one point. I think they did say that. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that reminded me of episode of Star Wars Episode One because uh, in that movie you have to destroy that space station to deactivate all the battle droids. That's the yeah. first thing. That's true. And this this is like the space station, <laughs> the Phantom Menace. Yeah, I th- it was confusing to me because the point where James Woods and um, Robert Sutherland were talking about blowing up the the thing, um, they said that once you hit it, it kills all of the things outside of the like that little nest or whatever it is, but it makes the nest angry, um, and so I'm thinking to myself like, so if it kills everything outside the nest, why wouldn't you just like keep shooting the shit outside the nest? And not shoot the thing inside it. I don't understand. I don't know. Yeah, there, there was, a, there was. It's a very, very confusing plot. I had barely, I barely knew what the heck was going on. Um, I mean, I kind of knew what they were yeah. trying to do, 
that seemed kind of obvious, but like why I why they were actually trying to do these things, I I don't know. It just they didn't explain it very well. Um, but can we talk about the since you mentioned two of the voice actors there? I would I just want to mention this all star yeah, cast banger of the cast have for this freaking <laughs> freaking movie. I had no clue. Like I haven't seen this movie before, so I had no idea all of the amazing like actors and voice actors that were a part of this. So Ming Na Wen is the main yeah. character. Um, what's her name? Aki. Yeah. Yep. Um, is she? She's the same. She was the same one who was in Street Fighter, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. She's also she also I plays Mulan. Mandalorian. She's um, also. And then I was just gonna say Fennec Shand from what? Mandalorian. Oh yeah, yeah, she is that. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's pretty big. Um, and then you got James Woods, obviously. Uh, you have Alec Baldwin. Yep. Who plays the yep. captain? Captain Gray. Uh, you have Robert Sutherland who plays. It's Donald the Sutherland, actually. I, I'm sorry. I thought it was Robert Sutherland. It's Donald Sutherland. Um, <laughs> Someone yeah. Sutherland, not no. Keith. It's his dad. Um, yeah. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Is that his it's dad? Keith Sutherland's dad. Yep. Yeah. I recognize the guy. He was in uh, Hunger Games. Um, and then you got Steve yeah. Buscemi, which was way out of left field. <laughs> He was pretty awesome. Absolutely nothing like him. No. It's like hunky model and it has Steve Buscemi's voice. <laughs> yes. I was just like, this voice does not match up with this character model. Um, yeah. So there's him. And then uh, there was another recognizable voice. It's Ving Rhames is in this. Oh, yes. I, I could not believe Ving yeah. Rhames was in this movie. Um, when I first saw it, I couldn't believe half these yeah. people were in it. Like Alec Baldwin is is a voice actor in this. What? Honestly, he was the most forgettable one because <laughs> I didn't even know it was Alec Baldwin for the longest time. His voice was like to me. He was kind of almost robotic in this particular yeah. film. He he didn't have like a really standout voice. Not like Steve Buscemi, who just was <laughs> very noticeable. Buscemi had some great lines and one i actually want to mention is right in the beginning of this movie and i thought it was a stupid line but i thought it was kind of hilarious is you're pretty much just meeting these guys and she's picking up the plant and then someone says tell me why we are risking our lives for a plant and then someone's like i wouldn't even call it a plant it's a weed and then he goes i wouldn't even call it a weed (laughs) okay what would you call it it's a freaking it's a something it looked like a plant it didn't look like it was like a mushroom it looked like a freaking plant so if it's not a plant and it's not a weed what the hell is it just feels like uh, so hironobu sakaguchi did most of the other final fantasies up to this point and I don't know if you know much about him if you haven't played a Final Fantasy, but he was the director of most of the other Final Fantasies and almost every other Final Fantasy from seven all the way to one has so much fucking dialogue. I don't know why you would ask this man to direct a less than an hour and a half long movie um, when his <laughs> games are some of the most like novelized 
games of all time. I, Final Fantasy VII has so much dialogue in it, and he comes off from this to go to here. Half of the dialogue in this movie just makes absolutely no sense. It's too much. They're, they're talking way too fucking much. And except for the points when I need them to talk. I need them to like actually explain to me what the yeah. fuck they're doing here. Like, what do the guns do? I don't know what the guns do. Yeah. They had a missed opportunity to make a reference to Final Fantasy VII. In the beginning of the film, um, Gray, which is uh, Alec Baldwin's character, he seems to have fallen ill. Yeah. And it would have been great if one of the characters said, this guy are sick. <laughs> That's oh, the Final Fantasy VII. That would have been pretty good. I don't know if they even knew that ha- that was in there. <laughs> I mean, there's so much the translation issues from Seven, but there's so much just in this movie that feels like well, you know, Final Fantasy VIII comes out not too long after Final Fantasy VII, and there are guns in that game. The you know, there's not even like a reference to battle styles or anything, which is what every Final Fantasy has been reference to and i don't know it's just it's so boring this movie is gray and boring at times it's beautiful to look at cg looks so good for the time it looks amazing i agree the cg is phenomenal like i was blown away by the cg because there are games today that don't have as good a cg as this game does or this this movie does like just the eye movements of the characters and stuff and their facial expressions were actually really well done. Look at like Skyrim, for instance. Their voice their their mouths are just like very they just move with their speech, but they don't really have too much like looking around or anything. And in this, they really focused on making the facial expressions very realistic. And I think for the time, for two thousand and one, that was pretty pretty great i mean two years before this just think about it is fucking wing commander wing commander has terrible cgi this is just unbelievable for like two years removed from wing commander even given this is the same year as fucking laura croft like there were scenes in laura croft where that scene where they're running up the the pyramid right is such bad cgi and in this our the scene where fucking John Voight is dying from what's his fuck's hands, right? Um, he's like shooting him. That's a bad CGI scene. Mm-hmm. There are barely any scenes in this movie that are terrible CGI. I would go as far as to say as like, yeah, there's pretty much none in this. I think this film was released the same year as A Mummy Returns, which is infamous for having that terrible um, CGI uh, rock scorpion yeah. thing. Oh yeah, it's like the worst CGI terrible ever in a, CGI. in a blockbuster film. That was shocking, just because the Mummy One had pretty good CGI, and then you have The Rock, which in The Mummy Returns, who doesn't even look like he's supposed to yeah. be in the movie. It looks like they just kind of like copied him in. Like in two thousand one, or when I think that's when it came out. Even when I saw it, then I'm like, wow, this is really bad looking. And I have no idea why they even use The Rock's, like, physique in that. Usually when they do that sort of thing and they, they, like, copy a person's image, it's because the actor themselves is, like, there. And they're, like, copying the facial movements and all that. It it didn't appear that they did that in this. It looked like they just... Uh, in in the Mummy Returns, it seems like they just they just copied his image over, 
and they're just like, he looks kind of cool. Let's make him half scorpion, <laughs> half man. And it just was stupid. I, it's just, ah. But, yeah, it it just shows, like, how good this CG was in this movie, or CGI was, just because it was 20 times better than that, at least. Yeah. Sid looks great. Just the detail on his, like, face, like, his wrinkles, yes. like, his aged face. He looks like the most realistic character in the film, in my opinion. Yeah. There's... there's He does. He does. There's 142,000 frames in this movie, um, and each frame took about anywhere between 90 to 120 minutes to wow. render. Um, and it wow. it shows. Like, every single frame of this film is really well done. Um, I My favorite scenes of this in terms of like just like graphic beauty are the scenes where they're looking at the bird when the bird's flying overhead it's just fucking beautiful i think it's really really well done the landscapes are also really like very well done the whole opening thing in old new york or whatever the hell they're doing is actually a pretty cool scene as an opening um it's a little dark but it's still oh abandoned new york looks great yeah i thought it was just really cool yeah, looking i agreed um and the phantoms are also i think really well done too that's that's another thing that's weird about this being a final i was just fantasy. gonna say it yeah i don't think any final fantasies take place on None of earth them. and this particular one is on earth it's like a it's like a post-apocalyptic yeah. earth which was fine, but it just... And it's weird seeing, like, Seiko and Pepsi yeah, and... Uh, what else? There's, like, some other product placement in there. Yeah. Just weird seeing that. Yep. I, I I just wonder why they didn't just call this movie Spirit Within or something. Or renamed it. It, it, it sounds like they just used the moniker Final Fantasy just because they wanted to sell the movie a little bit. They did that with... There was, like, this horror movie... Book of Secrets, Lair Witch 2. Oh, they did? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do remember that. And they also did that with Halloween. So there's, uh, I think it's Halloween 3. Halloween 3 has nothing to do with any of the other Halloween movies. It's it's like a completely different story, but they call it Halloween 3. And it just doesn't make any sense. And they just gave it that name because... They wanted to sell the movie. No one would go to it if it was called <laughs> The Witch 2 or whatever the fuck it was supposed to be. <laughs> that I feel like they added the name to this uh, movie. Maybe maybe the director wanted it just because he's the director of the other Final Fantasies, but it's just yeah. very strange that there are no similarities with Final Fantasy. It does. There's... You are right, though. It does capture the mood of the games, although it does lack you know a lot of the elements like like chocobos and the moogles and all that but it does feel like the plot of one of the games yeah yeah i could see that yeah it does it does definitely have that vibe but it it doesn't even have like the mix of swords and new tech like a lot of the final fantasy games or most of them have like guns and they have swords at the same time or mana right they didn't have that yeah there's or mana yeah like I'm surprised with all of the um, idea of having like these spirits and the earth having a spirit that they didn't have this concept of of mana in this. Yeah, it shares all the same themes as all the other Final Fantasies, right? Like some sort of 
balance between good and evil and you know i think that's just general fantasy and but it also has this like weird environmental pitch that most of the other final fantasies share with mm-hmm. it too like saving the world and not just like saving the inhabitants of the world but actually saving the world itself i i, I think it fits there i know Hironobu Sakaguchi had his um, mother die like right before the filming of this movie and so that's why Aki is named Aki after his mother and so there's a lot of ideas of like afterlife and what happens to the spirit after it dies and like where it goes things of that nature there's a lot of tying in of life and death in this which has not appeared in I mean it kind of does but it doesn't appear to this extent in other final fantasy games so yeah i don't know i think the yeah it uh, I, I, honestly the plot of this movie was pretty interesting i didn't i didn't mind the story of this movie at all even though there was definitely confusing parts um i was able to follow it and i thought it i thought it was pretty good they start off in the beginning with uh sid does kind of give some exposition, gives us an idea. He says that, he just describes that the uh, energy inside uh, spirits, he explains about Gaia living in all human beings, which uh, his little, his discussion about that kind of reminded me of uh, Qui-Gon talking about midi-chlorians. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, so that's another, that's another Phantom Menace <laughs> reference. Council meetings, <laughs> another episode one thing. That's another one. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of weird stuff like aki being so like potent in gaia and phantom energy um that she's like the chosen one just like anakin is in this um there's a lot of weird like crossovers between star wars and this it's super strange it leads me to like ask is there something going on in like the late 90s early 2000s where we need to have like similar science fiction themes it's very strange yeah i don't know yeah i do think i i do think there was a lot of similar science fiction themes then i mean even wing commander and to me battlestar galactica had a very similar vibe to it even though i think battlestar galactica is way better i think that wing commander attempted to do a similar thing that battlestar galactica was was also doing i mean the matrix comes out it came out right around this time too and it does the same to a similar extent to what uh phantom menace and spirits within are doing which is like this this hero who like comes and like unifies one world and another and like saves everybody it's a very similar kind of um theme here but yeah that's true this is this is like sort of like unifying worlds as well yeah Though I, what I want to understand about this is why did they have guns? Like, did these guns actually do anything? Because I feel like every time they were shooting at the Phantoms, the guns didn't actually do anything. At 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 one time they were fighting this giant Phantom where most of the whole um, cast squad dies. dies. Yeah, yeah, and he's and Alec Baldwin is shooting at this scorpion thing and it's just kind of not doing anything and then i think they also i think the guy who's stuck inside the vehicle also shoots at the thing but it doesn't do anything i feel like it affected them a little bit like they would react to being shot but they wouldn't really they wouldn't kill them or anything they would just kind of slow them down 
yeah, maybe that maybe that's what it was supposed to do. I don't know. They seemed like undefeatable. So for the bad guy to sit there and think that they can just shoot them to death didn't make any sense to me. Um, though I do want to talk about the drive of James Woods's general character, and I almost kind of sympathize. He's a, he is a three dimensional villain, and I. I like that because in these movies we don't get that very often. We had we had Mute, we had Mewtwo and we had the little girl from uh, no the third Pokemon movie and that's this is the only non Pokemon <laughs> movie. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious that those yeah you're right those were the only other two movies that had like three dimensional characters. Mm-hmm. Usually like it's the just guy like from this Tomb guy's Raider. evil. He's he's bad. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. What was his motivation? <laughs> Being a freaking asshole? Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but this guy's motivation made sense to me. And honestly, if Well, what is it? Like if you didn't know well, if you didn't know what the other um the the main characters were trying to do and you didn't know that they were the good guys, then you would think that the general was actually doing the right thing. So the whole the whole plot here um, is the general thinks there, there's a gun in the sky called the the Zeus yeah. cannon or whatever, um, and it's just like a satellite that shoots down on the earth. And um, he was told originally that uh, if you destroy the the meteor, I think someone mentioned this before, then you destroy all of the the phantoms. And the main characters come come in to the council with this really asinine story. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. No one would know what the fuck they're talking about. She just says, oh, I have a spirit within me and blah, 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 and I'm going to save the world. That was hogwash. No one's going to know what the fuck you're talking about. And then they even, the other thing that's interesting is later on, it, it makes it makes the general look like he's being a bad guy by doing this, but he they see something that makes them think that she is being influenced by this phantom that's within her. And from their perspective, it makes total sense. Everyone else who's had this phantom within them has been taken over by the phantom. And for this particular villain to just go, oh, she's got a spirit within her, and she's actually able to control it, is far-fetched for him to do. So everything that he's doing makes total sense to me. I mean, and you are... makes him, in my opinion, not evil. I just want to point this out to all of the audience. You are gaslighting the shit out of them in this. There, he is why he is not as clear-cut as you you are possibly talking about here. He first off, he what, where, what does he do? He lowers the gate for the city and lets in hordes of phantom to kill the entire city. What are you going to say? Oh, that was an accident. Well, that he was did that bad. deliberately. That was first. Well, no, he said. You know, he said, "What have I done?" He was really upset about it. Oh, he he did come not on. Really, need to do this that. is like this is like those parody Twitter accounts. Is like the Empire did nothing wrong. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, like, <laughs> well, fine. This guy, but otherwise, otherwise, 
what what was his what was he doing wrong uh, like first what off, was his motivation first off he's like the lead general of the army so of course the thing that he wants to do is he wants to fight these things so that's what the council is set up for right and so that's why they're having the discussion and so when they're having the discussion and the council decides upon something you're supposed to like accept the council's wishes instead he's too belligerent and blind with ambition and goes against it this is like this is a typical like final the fantasy villain council kevin was stupid this no the council didn't make any sense the, the fact that they agreed with that girl made no sense at all to me i i, I disagree with you first but we also f forgot to Wh mention why one of the um one of the best voice actors in this which was the guy who plays one of the council members oh he's very good what's his name keith david that's it um keith david keith is david he's very good is fucking fantastic um but the council is he in other video games i recognize the arbiter. his voice from somewhere yeah he's the arbiter ah he's the arbiter yeah that's why in Halo. i recognize him okay um yeah that makes sense but i mean i i, I don't know i think I think that James Wood's character is very clearly, from the very beginning, too blind and too mad with power to use a fucking super weapon to even, like, calm down and see reason. Um, he's portrayed as that, and he, like, follows that arc throughout the whole thing. We, we do learn that these phantoms, they killed his wife and daughter, and he's so depressed that in one scene he has a gun to his own head. Yeah, these phantoms are freaking <laughs> assholes. They go in and they just like they it was a very cool effect. That is one CGI effect I really loved about this is when they actually the phantoms killed people. Yeah. They like push out their their uh spirit. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. Oh, very I, much I, yeah, so. I loved that. Yeah. But those things are assholes. What the fuck are they doing? Like why are they they're acting like alien invaders. They deserve to be attacked and killed. I mean, this guy's motivation made total sense to me and then his second in command who also dies uh or who dies at some point pretty early he also had people die or, or loved ones die because of these stupid phantoms so yeah but don't gloss over that kevin i, I don't who kills his second into command who kills his fucking second in command fucking I james wood did it by accident james woods killed him in, on... i don't know he didn't kill him oh okay. he didn't kill him okay this is no he was no he was killed audience members by something else you are being completely gaslit no, here you... um watch the movie and decide for yourself here because come on i thought it was one of the spirits it was one of the phantoms wasn't it it was one of the spirits. Thank you. Yeah, Paul, you I watch it again. No, it's one of the spirits, but he James <laughs> watch Woods, it for the fifth time. James Woods and figure it out. James Woods lets in the spirits, and James Woods doesn't do anything to stop them. Um, James Woods. He tried. He he wasn't like, yeah, come on. No, he's like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And he even says, what have I done? Like he was really upset about oh, it. He didn't want his second of command to die. You're so full of shit, Kevin. You're so full of shit. You uh, let the people decide. <laughs> Audience members, you watch this movie for yourself and and just know that Paul is. Full of shit. Yeah, James Woods did nothing <laughs> wrong is what Kevin's saying here. Um, no, I didn't say he did nothing wrong. I'm saying that he didn't have evil motivations, in my opinion. I think that I think that if 
you were listening, if you were James Woods, pretend you were James Woods' character, and you were listening to the bullshit or seemingly bullshit that <laughs> these doctors were spewing out, like you probably would make the same choice as him because what they were saying sounded like complete and utter bullshit. <laughs> and they had no reason to believe this this girl and this old-ass doctor who could be senile at this point. Nobody knows. Nobody even knows what he's talking about. He's like, we got to collect all the different spirits. Who the fuck even knew what that even meant? Like, there's ten different spirits? <laughs> what, are we in a video game? What is going on? Like, he on. Just shout, didn't he shout out like, I want proof! <laughs> he just wanted proof, and these assholes didn't have it. They were just like, I can't give you the proof. You just got to believe in me. No. Sorry, that is the most bullshit proof I've ever heard. And for the general to do that or to go against them made total sense to me. And the council was stupid as hell for siding with the, the doctors in this particular case. But I think that's the general theme in Final Fantasies is that councils or groups of people usually make the wrong decisions. And it's only those who are like bannered together under a good cause, like a small group of people, um, like your party, for example, usually make the best decisions or advance the story in a like a nobler way. But I mean, I don't know. I will agree to disagree on this point. I just think um, <laughs> he's obviously portrayed to be the villain and every single aspect of him is villainous. And whether or not he has like intentions that are like, I, I don't even think they're good. They're just, you know, they're understandable, I guess. I, I don't think. Well, he's trying to save humanity, I thought. but Yeah, so is Sid um, and Aki um, and all that. But they're just doing it in a, in a much different way. They're doing it in a Final Fantasy way. Whereas I think Hein and like all James Wood's character are doing it in a Hollywood fashion. That's like a very Independence Day sort of um, approach to saving the world. And I think, you know, that theme still carries over too, is like Aki and Grey and Sid and all of them. It's like a noble band of heroes gathering together, learning more about each other and like saving the world at the same time. That feels like a Final Fantasy 7, 6, 9 approach to everything. I don't we'll know. agree to disagree, Kevin. The, the villains in the other Final Fantasy games were clearly evil they were like slaughterers but um yeah, I, don't, I don't think sin had any redeeming qualities no sin kafka doesn't he's a freaking asshole sephiroth is is just a murderer well wait here <laughs> like I, if we're gonna if we're gonna do this we're gonna do this all right jack is <laughs> sin right at the end of final fantasy 7 you learn that jack is sin and jack like fucks up and gets like all confused and that's why sin is the way that it is Kefka is just evil, um, completely evil the whole time. I'm trying to remember. I wish he's insane with power. Yes. Um, Final Fantasy IV's villain is the brother um, to the other one. I think it's Kane and no, it's Cecil and no, Kane's no Golbez is the evil, and he's just some evil guy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he's some evil guy born off the moon. And which one is Kane in? Kane is in that one, but he's um, hypnotized the entire time. That's right. 
So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess most of the Final Fantasy villains are evil, evil. It just feels... I guess 13 has the same thing. 15 does too. 12. Yeah, I guess I agree with you on that point. I don't think that this character is uh, justified in anything <laughs> that they're doing, though. But anyway, <laughs> we'll continue on. <laughs> Disagree. So... I know we're going all over the place, but one thing I did want to mention was, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but during the, (laughs) one of the worst lines in this entire thing was actually a scream. And it was during the uh, fight against that giant, like, scorpion thing. A lot of these things reminded me of the the bugs from Starship Troopers. I don't know about you guys. It did have that vibe to it very much. Um, they they were definitely bug-like, and that is definitely similar to Starship Troopers. But in that scene, what happens is, I think a couple people die. Yeah, um, Steve Buscemi dies, and then his his girlfriend or Roz. It's a Roz from Frasier, by the way. Also dies. The, the, oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Jeez. And then uh, the guy who's caught in the uh, vehicle is in there and i forgot he was there so that was pretty good that they they sort of did this but they pan to him and he just screams and like he's trying to save alec baldwin's character and he just goes "Ah!" (laughs) it's the lamest scream i've ever heard from anyone when he gets skewered when he gets in that car accident his response, uh, Steve Buscemi's character says, are you okay? He just goes, ouch. Talk to me, Sarge. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That also, that exchange where they ouch. leave the guy in the vehicle <laughs> was terrible as well. The The captain was, is the least caring captain I have ever seen until later when he like, cares about his troops after they've already died but when he's leaving the guy crushed in the vehicle he doesn't like fight back at all with the guy who's crushed in the vehicle the guy's like go and he's like okay we'll go (laughs) he doesn't he doesn't like push back and say no we have to stay here for you he's like nah we'll go we'll leave you It, it was it was the worst captain to like subordinate session i've ever seen between two people it, it's just it it was it was sad that you you guys have to watch that again just to see it i don't know if if you paid attention to that but i thought it was pretty sad yeah it's i uh, i don't even know i there's a lot of weird like things that happen right around that scene like where steve buscemi and Roz from fraser die at the same time just like off of fucking aliens it's like the same exact scene from aliens it's so dumb (laughs) well they died (laughs) in a very non-climactic way like they were pretty big characters and both of them just like faded away (laughs) instantly yeah i don't know there's also this weird thing where Ving Rhames like gets hurt and you obviously know like oh he's the first one to go he's the first one to die um which is a cliche too like the black character is always the first one to die um but then (laughs) he like is fucking impaled like 
I feel so bad for him. He has like a giant thing sticking out of him. And Alec Baldwin's like, oh my God, pull it out. And Sid, the doctor, is like, no, leave it in. Just fucking leave that thing in. He's going to be dead anyway. And they give him a gun in which he, it looks too big for him to handle. Um, it just looks way too big. And that guy's a massive man. Oh, yeah. Um, it just looks way too big. And Alec Baldwin's like, um, just give me, Ving Rhames is like, give me a gun. Alec Baldwin's like, just give it to him. Just give it to him immediately. And then hands him the gun. And then, um, it's like, no questions whatsoever. And then they walk on. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Meanwhile, uh, um, I, let's, can I just talk about Aki real quick? Who is, I, I, when I first saw this movie, which was like, I think the summer it came out. Aki was in the cover, or not the cover, but she was in, like, the Maxim Hot 100 or whatever it was. She was, and they were going to use this character as, like, the first pop icon character so that she would be used in other CGI movies as an actual actress voiced by uh, different people. But she would be, like, the first virtual actress and, like, get money for Square um, via the use of this character in different things kind of like bugs bunny but almost like an actual actress that you would put into movies and there is a point in that scene where right where steve buscemi and ross dies and right where ving rames dies there's a scene where she's running and her hair looks fucking crazy i mean they do really good like physics in this movie um with her hair but it's just running and like wildly moving all mm-hmm. over the place. It reminds me of that game <laughs> Journey, where like your freaking scarf would swerve all over the place. It's almost exactly like this. Oh yeah, her hair was crazy <laughs> for a movie that is like so meticulous. That scene is just hilarious on a visual level. Yeah, that's very surprising that they did that for that particular scene. It did. It didn't make any sense. Was she? Was she in was space it, or something, maybe? I don't think she was she in, space in space yet, space but yet. her hair is definitely wild at that point. She's moving all over the place. We can talk about this, too, but this is a really... This is a second movie, I think, of the past three. I think the second in a row, um, where there's very little color used. Aside from the Phantoms, which are orange, the rest of this movie is surprisingly gray. It is just a gray fucking movie. The shirts are gray, the skyline's gray, the world is gray, everything's fucking gray. Um, and it's so boring to look at. For a film that's so beautiful in CGI, it's just like boring color palette. I've read something that all right, the backgrounds right. were hand-painted. Just like Final Fantasy VII, I think, yeah. Oh yeah, I could see that. But I think this did it even better because I did not notice that it was painted in. Like in Final Fantasy VII, you can definitely tell that it was painted and it's kind of, it's almost out of place. It looks nice, but it's a little bit out of place. Um, In this movie, it wasn't that. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, did a good job. It it feels weird to even talk about this movie because it does not feel like a video game movie in a lot of ways. And it feels weird to even rate this as like a, as like a video game movie. This is actually pretty good. um, If we're comparing it to other video game movies as a movie movie, or like a science fiction yeah. movie. This is not too great. Um, but like as a video game movie, it's all right. Um, I don't know. I feel like they had to cut it short and cut a lot out of it yeah. to make it, because it's only a little bit, it's like 108 minutes, I believe. It's like a relatively short movie, like especially nowadays, because every movie nowadays has to be two and a half hours yeah. or longer. 
But apparently there was an original cut where Aki or Aki um, was pregnant and her fetus was the eighth and final spirit. And when Grey uh, sacrifices himself <laughs> at the end to save uh, Aki, he was, it was also intended for him to save the unborn child as well. Really? Huh. That would have been a little bit mm-hmm. more interesting. When the phantom tentacle enters her body, I believe in the final version, the tentacle in her womb changes colors. I I have to watch that again, but from what I read, it, it changes the... There's like a color change like where her womb is. There is, yes. I, I did actually weird. notice that it turned blue or something instead of orange. That would explain a little bit more of the ending because the movie just kind of abruptly ends... Yes, I was actually really surprised at the abrupt ending. Um, and it, I do feel like they took a few shortcuts yeah. um, with explanations. So I I think that it, is, it was supposed to be a much longer movie. And judging by the director and like Paul said earlier, with all the dialogue that he likes to add. The worst director choice. This is the worst director choice for a film. I am sorry. You can't give the guy who directed Final Fantasy VII a movie to direct. Jesus Christ, man. That's just too much. I even get bored in Final Fantasy VII because there's so much fucking dialogue. Um, And the pace of that game is pretty good. Final Fantasy VII has a pretty good pace, but it's just so much dialogue. We haven't even talked about the music of this movie yet. There is too much. For Final Fantasy is... I, I. I said it at the beginning, it's like the gold standard for RPGs. I think it's also probably the gold standard for soundtracks, too. Um, Final Fantasy has some, like, fucking phenomenal soundtracks. And no this doubt. is the most forgettable soundtrack for anything labeled Final Fantasy. They couldn't get um, Nobuo Yumatsu yet. They, they couldn't get him to do this yeah. the score for this movie? Yeah. That would have been great. Or, like, one fucking song. Just, like, one goddamn fucking song. Yeah, that's surprising. Doesn't make any sense. Did they have the theme song at all? The do 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 do. Was that in the movie at all? I didn't notice. I, I didn't hear it either. I thought maybe it was in there, but maybe I'm just like forcing it in there. I didn't hear it. I never heard it. That would have been nice to have that in there somewhere, just to make it reminiscent of Final Fantasy at all. But yeah, I I would agree. Like the soundtrack yeah. was extremely forgettable. There was nothing that stood out to me. I don't even remember there being music. They were, I know it had like the song from the ending credits, so that's the only music I could really remember. I, I think the soundtrack yeah. was actually pretty big. It, I think it like was like in the top eighteen or nineteen on Billboard top two hundred or something like that. I don't know, but it was a pretty big soundtrack for the time. And I, you know, I I keep thinking about like all the great Final Fantasy music, like. There's a bunch of great music in 10. There's a ton in 9. I really love 7 and 6's soundtrack. 4 has some pretty great songs, too. Um, the battle themes, in particular, in the Final Fantasy games, are, like, some of the best battle themes. I don't understand how you wouldn't even, like, put in a battle theme in this movie when most of the movie they're fucking battling. Like, just throw in a battle theme. Yeah, that would have been actually pretty good. Like, just... They could have just stolen it from one of the games. I wouldn't have even cared. Like, yeah, that would have been really cool. Like, if the, every battle that they had, they referenced, like, a different battle theme from one of the previous ones. That, yeah. That I, seems like a very missed opportunity to me. Question for you guys. Which game has the best battle theme? Uh, I am very biased. I really enjoy Six's soundtrack 100%. Um, and I think 
I, I it's it's my favorite all around, and I think it has the best boss battle theme, and I do think it has the. I'm best pretty um, partial to Final Fantasy IV's battle theme. Um, I think it's really good. It's a banger. I also really like Final Fantasy IX's as well. So, um, <laughs> but I yeah, I kind of like the one from thirteen. Yeah, Final Fantasy thirteen is one of the underrated. Thirteen has a pretty good battle theme. It's my favorite out of all of them. That's the one I haven't played. I, that I think that's the only non-online one that I haven't played. Is thirteen. The battle theme starts off really, really like silent, and then builds. It's like a giant crescendo. That's my favorite part. Um, Final Fantasy thirteen has a great battle theme. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I'll have to listen to that. Sevens was okay, but it got it to me. It got pretty repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the I same just, thing with 10, too. Yeah. Yeah. I. It got annoying. Yeah. It, I, I feel like 10 and 7s were similar in a, in a way. Like they start off with that duh, duh, duh sort of thing. Um, just because. And they, they. I think. I don't know if 9 did this, too. I can't remember. But I know that in 7 and 10. They did the zoom out around the battlefield as you were like engaging and they would like go around the battlefield. And I think that's why they have that specific uh, battle theme is because it kind of goes goes yeah. well with that panning around Nine the battlefield. Nine and seven have a very similar um, opening battle theme. Like but, sevens is do 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 and Final Fantasy Nine is the same do 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 do. Final Fantasy Ten has the horns. It's like Bum, ba, dum, ba, dum, bum, bum, bum. Um, so it's very loud, but they all do the circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm da, not. Da, 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 Ten is okay, da, but da, 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 so often. Da, 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 da. I still like six is the best though. It, it yeah. had a very like metal like theme to it. Like maybe I like its boss battle theme uh, the best. Da, 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 I just like I like it, and then it the when you kill a boss in Final Fantasy VI, I really like how it like does the lightning strike, and it kind of goes well with the theme, and it pew, pew, and then it like fades away. I really like that. I do wish those games didn't have random battles because yeah. it kind of kills the game for me now. When I try to play any of those games, I do get really annoyed with yeah. the random battles and wish you could skip a lot of them. And I, I don't think, honestly, I, I think there is not one game recently that does random battles anymore. I think that that has totally phased out of gaming altogether because it is one of the most annoying gaming things ever. I, I want to play a game to have fun and like doing random battles. It's just it's just work. I'd rather it's just like being at work. Well, yeah, and, and, and it's so annoying. You're like too steps away from this next piece of the story that you're like excited to get to because the story is usually the driving force of these Mm -hmm. games and you're like two steps away and boom you're fighting this stupid fucking rat that just (laughs) appeared out of nowhere and you've you've killed a hundred times it has is it does one damage to you and you've got nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine life it is pointless to throw them in and it drives me insane that you have to do it and and uh newer turn-based games have have fixed this by 
making it so when you do encounter an enemy that you're too good to fight at this point, you just automatically kill it. It's just like, okay, you killed it. It's gone. That's one thing that Spirits Within, I guess, shares with Final Fantasy is that every one of these fucking battles felt like a grind. None of them were like super fun um, as they were fighting them. For example, the first one, the first battle in like old New York, they were just like running away from everything. That also, I was like, oh, this is, if this is how the rest of the battles are going to be, it's going to be really boring. And then the one in like the giant, hangar was just boring too um and then even when they were in like the little like um like cradle of humanity or whatever the fuck they call it that was also super boring the all three like grind battles were just boring as hell well it 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 just didn't have i i agree with you it it just didn't have that it felt like they were fighting an unstoppable force anyways so (laughs) they couldn't defeat it so it was like like Doug had just said, they just ran away. Run away. That was practically every single battle scene was run away or I'm gonna die and then they died. <laughs> it, it it was it was that. Though I guess I wouldn't I don't know if I'd count this as a battle, but when they were flying through the sky and uh they they were escaping something i think or maybe they were just trying to return back to old new york or new new york or whatever the fuck it's called and the uh one of the generals guys like puts yeah. them up to gunpoint right he he tries to arrest the squad i really liked when they they like flew through a phantom and the phantom like just destroyed that guy who was who yeah. was putting him up at gunpoint i thought that was really cool that was like, I guess, the only good battle scene. I don't know. The phantoms were cool. It's just, I like, like you brought up at the beginning. What the fuck is the gun? What are the guns doing? They're not doing anything. So if there's not really any like impact no. on the the things that they're fighting, the battles just become like boring, right? You're not like hurting them. You're just like delaying them a little bit. Um, it wasn't. It's not the best. One thing I want to point out about <laughs> New York City. So when they show um, new New York City or old New York City, they, I think they call it Barrier City. It kind yeah. of reminds me of Gungan City, just above water. God damn it, Doug. You, you and your Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace strikes again. Connections. <laughs> when did Phantom Menace come out? 99. So you know what happened? I bet this is what happened. This... They started making this in 97, and they had the name Phantom Menace on there. <laughs> George Lucas saw that name, and he goes, these motherfuckers, I'm stealing this name. It's a good name. So he steals the name, puts it on his movie in 1999, and they're like, oh, fuck, what do we name this? Let's name it Spirits Within, which is a terrible name. It could have been Phantom Menace. It's very sad that they, they didn't name it Phantom Menace. And, and so... In effect, because he stole their name, they decided to steal some of the tropes from his movie, like a Gungan <laughs> city and uh, a council and all that. There was no need for a council in that movie. They didn't do anything anyway. So they're just like, let's make it like the Jedi Council. Let's put them in there. <laughs> well, if you notice in this movie, when they have the council scene, if you look really close on the bottom right corner of your screen, you could see uh, a group of ETs. Is that true? 
You bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's only in episode one. I do. Yeah, uh, that's that's in the Senate scene. That's that's pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think it's really um, telling that all we could do here is talk about Star Wars when we're talking about this Final Fantasy movie. I wish it was more connected to the games because obviously the games are like very very good, but. This movie is just so out of left field. Um, it does have funny moments, and it, I it does feel. It does have a I few. Think so, there's some funny parts. There's a line in the beginning with uh, so Aki. She says something like "You and your men," and then um, Ryan Ving Rhames' character says she oh. thinks you're a man. I don't want to talk about it. The fact of the matter is, it was worth the lives of you and your men. You and your men. She thinks you're a man. I think she's an idiot. I know you're not a man. I think you're an idiot too. <laughs> Very funny. I think she's an idiot. I yeah, that was funny. That was that was pretty good. I do remember that early. It sounded like they uh, tried to throw in some jokes real early, and they definitely tried to make Steve Buscemi's character like the throwaway joke guy. Oh my god, Steve Buscemi's character right before he dies does some fucking great facial expressions. <laughs> um, there's like a scene where he's just like holding his hands, like moving them side to side after, he, and he's like pumping himself up, and then he dies. Oh, I laughed so hard. Oh. And you're not supposed to laugh, but it's just so funny. I did too. I think you were supposed to laugh. He was the joke character. <laughs> the, one of the funniest lines delivered in the movie was from James Woods when, uh, at the end. Warning, system overloading. I know! <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that too. I, I really liked him yelling at the, the computer, and I, th- I thought that actually was a nice added thing to his character in general. Like, mm. I could see someone yeah. doing that just, like, near the end of their life. They know they're going to probably get screwed from whatever action they're taking right there and just yelling at the computer, even though it's not going to do anything by yelling at the computer. Mm. That, was, that was really well done. And then there's a line that explains the entire movie. I don't understand. What the hell is going on? I don't understand. What the hell is going on? <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yeah, that I I agreed. I totally agree with that. Because um, when I heard that exact line, I was like, that is this movie right there. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. But oh, I think afterwards he oh, goes, man. but okay. <laughs> and that's how I felt because I this movie was okay. I didn't know what the yeah. hell was going on most of the time, but yeah, I had fun watching it. But okay, yeah, I I don't yeah I mean know if I'll ever watch it again. But I probably won't. But it was, it was decent. I've watched this far more than once. I I am he watched it like thirty times already. <laughs> I think I've seen this maybe four or five times. Oh, this movie, God, oh yeah, and. Uh, I don't know why. I just, when it comes on, I watch some of the scenes. You know, I really, I, I don't love this movie, but I do, I don't know what it is. I like the ambition of this movie. There's so much, like, I don't know what it is. I know, like, the whole mythology behind Spirits Within and, like, all of the work that tried to go into it. And so it's like, I don't know. When I watched this movie, I was like, what the fuck were they doing? It's just like watching a slowly crashing train the whole time. (laughs) There's so much ambition behind it and like so much momentum and it goes nowhere. But I just, I have to watch like how bad it does. So every, every like couple years, I'll like 
find this movie and watch it and just just what the fuck why are they doing this some of my favorite lines in this are by aki and they're right towards the end it's like aki and captain um what's his name gray or whatever it is yeah alec baldwin's character and they're like trying to embrace each other at the end and like alec baldwin has this like cheesy ass line like you've been trying to tell me the death isn't the end don't back out on oh me yeah now. <laughs> don't back out on me now and i'm like oh my god it's just such a bad line and even alec baldwin like is trying so hard in that scene um and it just doesn't work and I I want to play a game where we take a shot every time Aki yells out Alec Baldwin's name, Gray. Like, Gray. I must be like a hundred times. Like, Gray, 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 Gray. Yeah, she does. Um, oh, it's fucking terrible. Um, and Ming-Na Wen is a pretty great actress, and she does not do great in this. Um, I don't blame her. She's a damsel in distress. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. I feel like every actor sounds like hungover doing their voice work. They just sound out of it. 100% Ving Rames. I, I would not doubt if Ving Rames was oh, hungover. He for totally because... sounded hungover. The only person who didn't was Steve oh. Buscemi, I think. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. <laughs> I, and who would know? Um, <laughs> who would know? Also, <laughs> we missed out on a great opportunity to cast John Goodman in some role in this. <laughs> like, like an early 2000s John Goodman in a Final Fantasy film. Mwah. Chef's kiss. Just great. Let's let's find a way to get John Goodman into this movie. You know what? I think they needed more star-studded cast here. Like they they just needed every good voice actor you could imagine in this film. They could have had the plant talking as John Goodman. That would be really cool. <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> yeah, it's freaking Audrey too. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I I agree with you. I think this movie was okay, and there I don't think there was any scene that stood out to me so much that it like wowed me at all. There was no like wow, I really liked that scene sort of sort of thing in this movie i don't know if you guys felt the same maybe there was a scene that you really enjoyed but i i didn't see one none of the scenes just the only thing that stood out to me was just how the characters looked for for 2001 i just thought they looked amazing and that was that's what stood out with me the most was just how good this looked for a movie that came out 20 years ago yeah i think even like even like three or four years ago this movie still would have been you know near the top of its game um but since then there's been movies like i don't know i think last jedi and even though it's terrible rise of skywalker i think both of those movies have a really really beautiful visual style and have brought out like i think kind of overshadowed this even avatar to some extent I, up until avatar this was I, these are some of the best character models i've ever seen mm-hmm. you know they last of us 2 i just played that game the character models look really really phenomenal in that game but they're not too far off from spirits within mm-hmm. um I don't know. so the game industry is still like walking along yeah i i, I wouldn't say like the great cut scenes of last of us 2 uh, those are fucking fantastic but i'm talking about just like oh. the general walking around moments yeah. of last of us 2 match up to spirits within um yeah i can see that yeah. no there's some scenes yeah no yeah. those i'm i'm playing it right now and whoo, wow that's a it's it's a very cinematic <laughs> game amazing 
yeah, that this this movie was just okay. And like you said before, Paul, my biggest problem is that it doesn't really connect with the games. So that's why I think we're having a harder time talking about it. It's sort of like we were with Wing Commander. None of us really played Wing Commander, so it was really hard to connect to a Wing Commander game. Plus, that was like a freaking space sim, which didn't translate yeah. to a movie very well. <laughs> but all the other games that we've, all the other things we've talked to, we, we actually had like clear characters that you could talk about and sort of try to relate to the movie character that they, they, they portrayed. And this movie just didn't have any of that. So it like you said, it doesn't feel like a video game film. I could have, this could have been yeah. just insert anime here movie. And that would have been what this movie was. I, I could have I, never tied it with yeah. a video game. I've played every single Final Fantasy, but two, eight and 15. And there is no, there's uh, besides like some loose thematic themes and the name Sid, there's really nothing that connects this to Final Fantasy. And it's really sad because every one of those games is, I think, pretty good. Even like the ones that I don't like a lot, like 12 um, or, you know, I don't really love three as much. I like six, but not three. Yeah. Three's not very good. One's not very good either. I mean, you could connect this, I think, as close to Breath of... Not Breath of the Wild, Breath of Fire <laughs> or Dragon Quest as you could to Final Fantasy. Like, the similar kind of themes. I could connect it to, like, Super Mario Brothers, I think. I could even... <laughs> you could connect Just it to... Just throw the name <laughs> Super Mario Brothers the Spirits Within on this thing. It's fine. You could connect it to anything. Pac-Man, something in it. Yeah. There's ghosts in Pac-Man, I mean... <laughs> Pac-Man, the close. spirits within. You get the booze from Mario. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, look at all this. Ugh. It's just, it just feels so disconnected. It would be great if the spirits, every time the spirit showed up or a phantom was on screen, they played the uh, the boo song from uh, Super Mario World. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> one or one. I thought you were gonna say they played Duel of Fates um, <laughs> just to connect it back to Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Ah, <laughs> uh, that would have been fantastic. Um, the one last question I have about this movie is, why was, in the beginning they said that the word spirit was like a bad word. Did they say, ever explain why this was the case? They're like, she's, he, he, or the doctor told her, don't say that word or something like that. She's like, spirit. And he's like, you shouldn't be saying that word. And then she said it in the council meeting, and they were, like, upset about it. They are like, oh, my gosh, spirit. She said the word. <laughs> Did they ever explain why, like, phantom was a, a better agreed-upon word than spirit? Not that I know of. Because that was... I don't think so either. <laughs> that was probably the dumbest addition I've ever... I think they even call it, at one point, the S word, which is just, like, <laughs> if you're going to... Like I think demonize it, any word. Spirit is not the word to demonize. Final Fantasy, the S word within. <laughs> I think. Uh, like if she were calling them little shits, that'd be one thing. <laughs> Final Fantasy, the shits within. <laughs> 
These little shits. <laughs> oh, don't say the S word. Taco Bell, the shits within. <laughs> that's that's how we're going to connect this to conquer right there. <laughs> Just conquer the shits within. Uh, but yeah, I think they can't say spirit because it's connected to the Gaia theory. Um, that's why um, spirit and the Gaia theory. There's a there's a quote in it that says. <laughs> Something along the lines of, I've seen this movie a bunch, this is why I remember it. There's a quote in there that says, all life is born from Gaia, and from all that life there is spirits. Um, and so once you find all the spirits, you like collect them, and then it creates the bio-harmonic disconvergence, or whatever the fuck it is. Um, but yeah, it's connected to the Gaia theory, which is taboo. Um, because as Kevin said, it's hogwash. Uh, it makes absolutely no fucking sense. Fun fact about Gaia, I'm pretty sure she created four rings for four very special young people. Earth, fire, winds, water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yeah, on five, actually, heart. With their powers combined. Heart, heart, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Her name is Gaia in that, isn't We make yeah. Final Fantasy. <laughs> we forgot that they, they do, un- there's another game that this could tie to, Pokemon, because they gotta catch all the spirits. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> gotta catch them all. <laughs> uh, well, how many spirits were there? Ten? Did they ever explain eight? Why? Just a bunch of Gengars and Haunters and Gastlies. Just... <laughs> that would have been even better. See, there's so many missed opportunities. At the end here, they could have just like released a Gengar. And... <laughs> Or Haunter. I really love Haunters. Oh, my God. Haunter. <laughs> Ghastly. If this whole movie was just nothing but Gengars instead of the spirits, it would have been so much better. Uh, Can you imagine? Bah! Yes. <laughs> uh, that would have been awesome. So, do you guys have anything else you want to say about this movie? Um, did we talk about how poor the box office was? No. The performance? Uh, so... I was just going to say, so this movie costs Square Enix, I think, close to like $177 million, something around there. shit. And it only made like $83 million. Um, It made less than half of what it cost to make. During this time, in between Final Fantasy, right right during this time, while they were making this between 7 and 10... Square and Enix were talking about merging, um, and they were right on the verge of merging, and then Final Fantasy The Spirits Within released, and it tanked so fucking bad that it delayed the merger between Square and Enix for three years. Good. Square and Enix did not merge, and it only was after the success of 10, 11, and 12, well, I think just 10 and 11, that they actually merged, but that's fucking crazy. Hmm. I did not realize that it delayed it. I, it does make sense. A hundred and yeah. what did you say? A hundred and seventy million. They thought they would make that back. Yeah, it says the budget is like a hundred and thirty-seven million, but from everything that I've read, it's like much higher. It's like hundred and seventy million dollars that Square had to that Square had to put up for this. And you know, Square almost went under in between. Final Fantasy Spirits Within and Final Fantasy X, I think. And Sony had to buy them out, like buy out a large stake in Square in order to keep them afloat, Hmm. which is why when The Matrix came out and they did the Animatrix, 
the studio behind the Spears Within also did one of the Animatrix hmm. films too. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. From the studio that brought you Super Mario RPG brings you a game, a movie that has 0% of the charm or hilarity, I think. I agree. That was a very good uh, game. And it was also a very funny game. I it remember was. thinking about Super Mario RPG and then thinking about this movie and being like, I don't know how the hell they're made by the same studio. Um, I, I agree. That was whatever. a very fun very funny game they did a really good job you guys have anything else i mean i i don't have anything else i think i would not rank this as my in my top three um i still think street fighter is the best video game movie we've seen so far um i put this like towards the middle of the pack um this is not it's not a standout film it's not horrible like tomb raider and you know i think i put it on the same level as wing commander i put it a little bit higher yeah, I put it a little bit yeah. higher than Wing Commander and Tomb Raider. I think everything else I like better, though. Um, even Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I think Annihilation is, like, rewatchable in the sense that, like, if I were at a party with friends or something, not maybe a party, but, like, at a friend's place and we're like, oh, let's watch a funny movie in the background – Annihilation would be kind of fun to joke around with. But this movie, like, it, you can't joke around with it. We, we could barely tell any jokes in this particular podcast right here <laughs> because it, it's, like, such an a bland movie with an okay story that, like, there's nothing really to say, <laughs> unfortunately. And yeah. I, think, I think a lot of the movies we've talked about previous to this, like, they had something that we could at least talk about even wing commander had its freaking bulldozer scene so <laughs> i had nothing to talk about with tomb raider like i didn't even know what to say about that film yeah. it was so bad i had so much to talk about just because i hated it so much <laughs> tomb raider's a bad movie i think you know this is not even I, I i like double dragon more than i like this movie i like super mario brothers a hell of a lot more than i like this movie. double dragon is my favorite i like mortal kombat one and two um a lot more than i like this movie so yeah it's on the same level as wing commander and tomb raider annihilation is bad but it's so bad it's watchable again um i could it's not pretty good i i'm i'm not gonna say that what other movie are you going to find just two men transforming into dragons and then all of a sudden <laughs> turning back into humans for no reason? Yeah, just the transformation of that guy in that scene where his head just becomes elongated for a moment <laughs> is amazing. Or just Jax's floppy arms. Um, it still makes me laugh to this day. Just Jax's rubber floppy fucking arm. Uh, His freaking Hulk hands. <laughs> Hulk uh, arms. Uh, we could have had Barrett do that. Um, <laughs> just a floppy fucking Barrett for Final I would Fantasy. Have really but no, that. we got we got Alec Baldwin instead. Yeah. God damn it. So uh, what is our next movie? Our next film is Resident Evil from 2002. Yes. Oh, God. I mean, I don't like that movie. I, I have seen it before. I, but. Never seen it. Oh, man. You're in for a treat. Uh, it's not It's not great, but it's it's pretty fun. I, 
I have watched that movie more than once. Is it better than Tomb Raider? Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's um, definitely better than Tomb Raider. Yeah. I, I, I'm really excited to hear what you, how you guys feel about Resident Evil after we go through its fucking five sequels. This movie has six. This series has six fucking movies, um, and I think I, I, by the, by like the third or fourth, I think we're gonna start to go a little bit crazy. Really, were they released in theaters or were they on like Sci-Fi Channel? All of them were released. I oh think. yeah, all of them are theatrically released from 2002 to 2016. So over the course of 14 years, we get six movies. Well, they're spread out though. I think I think there's. Uh... What's the movie after Resident Evil? Uh, Resident Evil uh, Apocalypse is the next one in 2004. No. But if you're talking about chronologically, yeah. it's the next Laura Croft. Oh, um, you mother. So we're going to go back into the fucking is it, is world it, of Laura um, Croft again after this. Is it Angelina Jolie again? The... Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> oh, and usually sequels. <laughs> especially in video game terms are worse like i i mean video game movies with video game movies the sequels tend to always be 10 times worse than the original so i can only imagine what this oh is this one called the cradle of life that's what this is that's the fucking yeah. cradle of life yes it's worse than the first one which is surprising and it's probably even more misogynist than the first one was which is really hard to believe the the next gambit of films are going to be what i will describe as the bottom of the fucking barrel of video game yes. movies they are not good um they are so sterile and bland we are going to have um tomb raider house of the cool. dead resident evil apocalypse alone in the dark Doom, Blood Rain, Silent Hill, Dead or Alive. It's eight movies in a row that are just slogs. Just fucking slogs. So I, we're just get ready because it's going to be a rough, rough ride. Um, it's not going to be as fun as like the beginning of all of this. Gone are the days of the fun of Street Fighter and Double Dragon. <laughs> I know. It was. It felt very short-lived, that, that 90s yeah. horniness. Though I, I have seen scenes yeah. of House of the Dead, and that's got some damn corniness. So I'm a little bit excited for that one. I can't fucking wait for, like, Detective Pikachu and stuff. Well, those are, like, the, the better ones. I kind of like, like talking about the real shitty movie. <laughs> it's pretty fun. <laughs> I'm also ready for Warcraft. Warcraft is uh, not too far away either. Yeah. So I um, forgot about yeah. that movie. Yeah, I did too. I forgot that came yeah. out. I did not see it. I haven't seen most of these movies, so I'm actually excited to see how shitty they are. <laughs> so that does it for this episode of Reset and Rewind, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within from 2001. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or email us at resetandrewindpodcast at gmail.com. Anything else? Nope. All right, so no. we'll see. Play a game instead of watching this movie. Yeah, no, just uh, I hope you didn't watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you next time for uh, Resident Evil from 2002. So yeah, good movie, but still asking the question. I 